0: You're listening to the Emerging as Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you. With my personal stories and impactful guest interviews, as we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life the journey of life as i have learned isn't always a direct path to success and happiness i'm traveling down life's winding roads learning to navigate as i go always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding i'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode six of Emerging as Me. I wanted to come on and share a little bit more about, I guess, partially about Evelyn's story. So in the last episode, if you didn't listen, go back and listen to it, episode five. It was Evelyn's story. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be to talk about how everything happened. But time has definitely helped me heal from that loss. But it's a pain that will never completely go away. Today, I want to share a little more about my journey to becoming a mother So many women struggle to become mothers, and a lot of times it's a silent struggle. I'm sharing my experience in the hope that if you're struggling or have struggled, just know that you're not alone. My husband and I were married in 2014, and we immediately started trying to have a baby, but it just wasn't happening until spring of 2016. I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. We were so excited, but before I could even get to my first doctor's appointment, things took a turn. I woke up one morning bleeding, so I called the doctor and they sent me to the ER. We went in and they did an ultrasound. They found a heartbeat, so we still had a heartbeat. They told me I had a threatened miscarriage. So they sent us home and scheduled a follow-up appointment the next day at the OBGYN and put me on bed rest. We went to the appointment the next day and I still today don't even know what the point of that was. It was just completely pointless. They made me get up and go into the doctor's office for nothing. They basically told me the same things that they had told me the day before in the ER. So we went back home and I got in bed. Then about two hours later, I miscarried our first baby. I was at home alone. Ace was, he was nearby. He was working down at the the shelter. So I called Ace. I was crying. He came back home. We called the hospital, the doctor's office. They said, go back to the hospital. He drove me, and we, I remember just crying and being in pain. Something about physical pain is always amplified if you're in emotional pain. So Ace took me back to the hospital, and they confirmed with a, another ultrasound that we had lost the baby. And after that, I just remember laying in the bed, not understanding why. Why me? Why my baby? Neither my mama or my grandmother or my aunt had suffered a miscarriage or had any trouble. Ace's mama had never had a miscarriage. I know his grandmother did. But I just, I just couldn't understand why. I didn't know I was searching for a reason medically or I just, I just wanted answers. I went back to the OBGYN several weeks later for a follow up. And I talked to them about running tests to see if I had PCOS, or polycystic ovarian syndrome. They did blood work and another ultrasound and documented the symptoms I was having. I went back for the results. And when the doctor walked into the exam room, she hadn't even looked at my chart. She had no idea what I was there for. So she walked back out of the room. Figured out what she was doing, I guess, and came back in. Then she proceeded proceeded to tell me, there's just nothing we can do. You'll have to have at least three miscarriages before we can do anything further. I was fed up. I was done with that doctor's office. I had been trying to get pregnant for two years. And when I did get pregnant, I lost my baby. I was 25 years old at the time. And I didn't understand why my body was working against me. And at that doctor's office, they had no interest in helping me figure anything out. So I found myself a new doctor. She was about 30 minutes further away in a a bigger town. But she came highly recommended by so many people I knew, close friends. So I called to get an appointment. And as a new patient, I had to wait six months to get in with her but she was well worth the wait. My new doctor actually listened to me and my concerns. She took time to talk with me and she ran the test for PCOS. When I went back for my follow-up, she confirmed that I did indeed have PCOS. So if you don't know what polycystic ovarian syndrome is, here's a little rundown for you. PCOS is one of the most common causes of female infertility. It affects 6% to 12% of U.S. women of reproductive age. So that's about as many as 5 million women in the U.S. But it's a lot more than that. This lifelong health condition continues far beyond the childbearing years. Women with PCOS are often insulin resistant. Their bodies can make insulin but can't use it effectively. Increasing their risk for type 2 diabetes, they also have higher levels of androgens, which can stop eggs from being released, so it can stop your ovulation, and cause irregular periods, acne, thinning scalp hair, and excess hair growth on the face and body. Sounds so fun, right? (laughs) So if you want to find out more about PCOS, check out the show notes. I will link more information from the CDC's website on PCOS. I'm sorry. I'll also encourage you to talk to your doctor if you feel like you have these symptoms. If they're blowing you off, find yourself a new doctor that will listen to you. There are doctors out there that will help you. You have to advocate for your own health because nobody else is going to do it for you. So, after I was confirmed that I had, or it was confirmed that I had PCOS, my doctor started me on a medication called metformin. It was created for use as a diabetes drug, but it has been used to treat women with PCOS. So, within three months of taking this medication, I was ovulating regularly, and I found out that I was pregnant with our baby girl. We were so excited and so happy. We couldn't wait for her arrival. I was dreaming about dance recitals and taking her to dance lessons, dressing her up, curling her hair. I mean, I am a hairstylist. I was excited to have myself a little bestie that would be able to enjoy all of the sweet, girly things with me. Ace would have been wrapped around her little finger. All she would have had to say is, Daddy, I won't. (laughs) And he would have given her the world if he could have. We had a gender reveal with the combine, and our friends helped keep the secret, put the pink powder in the back of the combine. And I remember being so excited at the gender reveal when the combine was cracked up and all that pink came blowing out of the back of it. It was so exciting. Our friends and family threw us. Beautiful baby showers. My best friend helped me paint Evie's Nursery. A beautiful soft lavender color I had picked out. We moved in furniture that was my mama's as a child. It was a really pretty off-white with gold insets. It was very French provincial. It was very girly. It was perfect. I was so ready to welcome our girl into our life. I remember after we lost her, again, this is not fair. We've already lost a baby. How could God take away this baby too? And why would he let me get so far all the way to 38 weeks? Ultimately, I had to come to terms with the fact that I'll never know the answers to those questions, at least not while I'm here on this earth. I think it was my search for some type of answer that pushed me into my faith so deeply. After we lost Evie, my faith, my mama, my family, and my friends, they are what got me through that time. People reached out to me sharing their story of their loss. I didn't expect it to help, but it did. It gave me comfort, and I didn't feel quite as alone. I started to journal. I wrote down my feelings. I wrote letters to my little girl. I read my Bible. I drank my hot tea with honey every morning. My life slowed down to just focusing on getting through each day. That's what I needed. I needed time and space to grieve, to figure out how to grieve. I found two devotionals that really helped me so much. The first one is called Grieving the Child I Never Knew and the second one is called "Loved Baby. I'll be sure to link those both below in the show notes so that you can check out that resource if you feel that you need it. After giving myself the time I needed, I slowly began to start setting goals for myself. I decided I wanted to go back to school. I finished my associate's degree, and I got my instructor's license for cosmetology. I went back to work as a stylist. I didn't go back to work in the same town that I was working in prior to having Evie. I decided I wanted to, you know, get out of town. I worked in a town over from ours just because I didn't want the pressure of people coming in every day Asking me how I was doing and having to relive that conversation constantly all day, every day. I just was not emotionally ready for that yet. So I decided to go back to work one town over. And eventually, Ace and I, after about maybe seven months, we decided to start trying again. And that's when God blessed us with our sweet baby, Kate. I had Cade in March of 2020. Then two years later, God surprised us with Ashley Keith. I had just started a new job teaching at the college. (laughs) And I was about, I think I was in my second month teaching. And I found out I was pregnant. It was a big surprise. (laughs) When I think about how hard That season that we went through losing Evie, how hard that loss was. I feel lots of things, lots of emotions. Still makes me sad. And I wonder what, what if, what if Evie was here? Would she be hurting her baby brothers around? Or would she be a daddy's girl always in the field with Ace? I miss her so much. I didn't even know her, but I I miss her. But I know that our sweet angel, that she was just too perfect for this place, too perfect for this earth, and that God had bigger plans for her little soul. I find comfort and peace in knowing that she's with God and she's with my grandma, who's most definitely spoiling her rotten, and she's with Ace's daddy, her grandpa, I'm sure he's farming in heaven just so Evie doesn't miss out on any tractor rides. So I'm going to share a devotional from one of the books I mentioned earlier. And this is from Grieving the Child I Never Knew by Kath Wunenberg. I may be pronouncing the author's name wrong, but I'm going to read it to you. I still go back to these devotionals different times just to they're very comforting so this is devotion number 31 i'll know my child in heaven i'm looking forward to heaven no more corruption or death no more tears or grieving unconditional love truth and wholeness will be the lifestyle i'll be walking down streets of gold with a new body heart and mind Crystal water from the river of life will flow down the middle of the street. And the Bible says there will even be trees. Light will, pre- will replace darkness. God himself will illuminate heaven. I will experience perfect people and perfect fellowship. I can't even imagine what that will feel like. What fun it will be to reunite with friends and family who trusted Christ. I wonder if Jesus will call me by name and welcome me personally into paradise. With open arms and a loving smile, I can almost hear him say, welcome home, Kath. I hope that four green-eyed, grinning boys holding balloons will be standing next to him. The children I never knew. The children I grieved. Hi, mom, they'll shout. We'll hug and kiss. And then they'll take me by the hand and give me the heavenly tour. They'll introduce me to the angels, Moses, Hannah, the disciples, and Paul. We'll stop and have a picnic under the tree of life. Then they'll guide me through the grove of pine trees to a brand new mansion. How good it will feel to walk up the steps and realize I'm home at last and I never have to leave. And when I look at the children I never knew fully on earth, I'll realize this time there will be no goodbyes but eternity of praising God and getting to know Him. Heaven is a motivator to keep me pressing on in my journey through grief. Sometimes, like Paul in Philippians chapter 1, verse 23, my soul is homesick for my eternal home. Sometimes I long for those who have gone on ahead of me. Have you ever felt that way? What do you most look forward to in heaven? I bet you look forward to seeing Jesus. Do you hope your child is standing next to him, waiting to greet you? You'll finally understand fully why God allowed your child to enter eternity before you. Your whole perspective on life, death, and time will be made new. Your hiding, suffering, questioning, and need to forgive will vanish. The power of God's presence will overwhelm you. Your mourning will be replaced with dancing and eternal joy. You and I and the children we never knew will praise God for all eternity. Let's press on together in the journey to eternity and reach out to others who need the hope of heaven we have. And like I said, that was from Grieving the Child I Never Knew by Kath Wonenberg. And I'm going to leave y'all with a verse today. Here it is. It's from Revelation chapter 21, verses three and four. touched you in some way that was special or comforted you and made you feel like you were a little less alone, especially if you've been facing the challenges of trying to get pregnant or miscarriage, child loss, infant loss, stillbirth, because so many of us go through these hard things and nobody talks about it. I feel like society expects us to Push these things down and keep moving and and not acknowledge it. But there's comfort in sharing your story and your experience with others because we all need that comfort from each other. It's what keeps you moving and gets you up and gives you hope to carry on. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.